I'm sitting there and he goes like this. He goes, you know, he goes, do you want to go back to the old world? And I'm like, I don't a little bit. And he goes, he goes, I'm so happy right now. The time that I get to spend with my family, he goes, it's absolutely amazing. And he goes, listen, if I have to make less money to just spend more time with my family, I'll do it. And then he takes a drink and then he goes like this and he goes, and I looked at the numbers, we're actually making more money. <laughs> 100%. Thank God Bert's not here. <laughs> and I get to chop it up with somebody that's fun to be around. Yeah. A, little, a little more intellect. A little yeah, more, well, a little more cerebral. A little spelling and grammar come together and, you know, ideas. Well, flow. I appreciate that. Tim Dillon, you know, thank you very much. No, for coming. thank you for having me. And RIP Bert to Corona. Yep. You know, that yep. was a, that was tough. It was a, it was not unexpected. But I will get your graphic yeah. up real soon. Yes. I promise. It was very swift justice. It was. That the yeah. COVID yeah. Uh, really. You can't just <laughs> abuse booze yeah. and your body like that for yeah. decades and expect no repercussions. <laughs> Yeah, COVID got in and it didn't leave. So um, we're sad. But, you know, listen, he leaves a beautiful I legacy. I love for you today, by the way. I love the USA. USA. And it is where we live. It's where we live. Good. And I, when I think of USA, a lot of times, a few yeah. moments later, I think of Tim Dillon. Well, as you should. Yeah. As you should. I got I a polo on. The, and it's red and blue. Well, it's this is the, the Ralph Lauren is the only uh, reputable clothing company that makes uh, clothes for bigger gentlemen. Yep. This is really what it is. Please. And uh, it's American royalty, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what I try to exude. It's really kind of, I mean, have you, did you accept it? Like, I'll even sometimes try to, I'll go flog myself by right. going to a mall yeah. and seeing um, clothes that looks attractive that I like yeah. to go in there just to be like, so do you have anything bigger? And they're right. like, no, we don't have anything bigger no. than this. Or they'll say, this might fit you, and I'll put it on and I'll look in the mirror, and I'll be like, Jesus yeah. Christ, this is embarrassing. I can squeeze into jeans. Mm -hmm. Like, I can squeeze into lucky jeans or something, especially yeah. the ones that are a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. But uh, the shirt game shirt is, and rough. the shoulder game, I mean, all of these designer clothes are made for European, French, small, soft men, you know, cowards. Yeah. And yeah. those people are, they are dressed, you know, and as... You know, when I go to Boa Steakhouse in West Hollywood and I see all these like, you know, the young model yeah. bullshit, you know, they all have these. The cut is just very slender, yep. very slim. Hugo Boss doesn't make shit for us, dude. No, no. Nothing. So but I'm happy with Ralph. Yeah. Ralph. Says I, a good I, job. I throw down with Ralph. Yeah. I, uh, I wish he'd throw me a couple of bucks because I've been doing. But I don't know that I'm what Ralph wants out there. <laughs> That's the other problem. Is you like, don't think so? I, I don't know if my picture is up in a room at Ralph Lauren and they're going, this is, we want a guy in a DXL store in Palm Desert uh, trying on shirts and asking how much they'll shrink. That's not what we want. But guess what, Ralph Lauren? That's what you've got. You got it. That's what you've got, that, truly. Just give him the endorsement. I just mean, give me the endorsement. It's already, it's happening. Yeah. I mean, like he's wearing it. So Ralph Lauren is for guys like me who look a little racist. Right. <laughs> That's what a Ralph Lauren polo really is for. It's for a guy that looks like he's a little bit on the edge of what is and is an acceptable term right. for 2020. Yeah. Like, you don't see anyone in a Ralph Lauren polo navigate the non-binary question appropriately. <laughs> You never. know, never. No, I've never thought no. of that. But yeah, that's so true. No, yeah, it's yeah. always a guy who's a little out of it. It's like, come on, you know, he's just calling what they are. Yeah, he played yeah. nine holes. He's a little tired. The yeah. wife's yapping, and it's yeah. a little bit of like, what now? Energy? <laughs> what is this? Who wants to be called what? Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it. That's yeah. The, yeah, he's what he says. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah, and neither are any of my friends. Right. By the way, we all wear the Ralph Lauren. <laughs> right. Okay? It's the uniform. Yeah, I don't know if, if the if corporate is even going to entertain a sponsorship now. I imagine that the chances are very right slim. Right now, it went from like five I down. tried to get a... You know, I had a publicist for like 25 minutes, uh -huh. and uh, I fired her after she... Uh, two weeks after I uh, did Rogan, she texted me. She went, you did Rogan? So you're like, all right, I got to go. I said, let's go. Yeah. Also, she asked me to... Uh, uh, her ex-boyfriend who had blocked her on Facebook, she wanted me to go and look what relationship status he was in. So I said, she might not what? be the most professional. And this... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, this was a real person. And she was charging you real fees. Like, this she was, was charging me money, and I and I so I had to say no to her. And uh, but she said she goes, I'm gonna try to get you like uh, this was a fact. She was trying to get me like like she wanted Megabus to endorse me because this was like 
when I used to take mega buses to shows, like not currently, but like I had a bit about it in my act, like mega bus. So she goes, we'd like, you know, I, I would love, to, you know, we'd love to get, <laughs> to get a mega bus. To get you and mega bus <laughs> in business Wait, together. Wait, explain mega bus to people. Who well, mega bus is just, it's the bus that passes you by and it goes for a dollar, get on. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's never a dollar, but it's always like, it's right. As the buses go, it's yeah. a pretty good option. It's right. like a double decker. It's college kids, old people. Uh-huh. You know, hippies. It's not that bad. It's not like Greyhound. And then it starts to fall off a little bit. It gets really bad. Uh, Lucky Star. Like, they get real they bad. Get, they get bad. They get bad. But Megabus was one that I would take a lot. And she goes, she goes, I, I she goes, I said, this was her quote. She goes, it'd be great to get you in business with, with a, Ma- a Megabus. brand like Megabus. <laughs> so I'm still open to that. Uh-huh. Like, I'm still open. What was your response to that? Great. <laughs> Because that's what this business does to you. Yeah. You're like, absolutely. Yeah. I will advertise anything, you know, mega bus, big and tall clothing store, yeah. DXL or something, you know, let's get in there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you, would you do, would, have you done tailored, uh, you know, bespoke clothes? I, you know, I think and... when I was a mortgage guy, I did a tailored suit once uh-huh. and uh, it feels good. Yeah. It feels good to get a tailored suit. It yeah. does fit like a glove. But then I got into comedy, and you then it. Yeah. it didn't work. And then, by the way, uh, two months after I got the tailored suit, the economy crashed. Oh, so right. my job then became illegal. See, I, I can so like I can, I can picture you like just the setting around yeah. here, the cubicle up, and you oh, just yeah. being like rates are coming. Like, and I could yeah. totally. F- I feel like I could not want a mortgage, and yeah. then talk to you and be like, I just got a new mortgage. Like this guy. Here's Tim. the thing: I'm a fun guy to talk to. Uh huh. And I'm going to call mm-hmm. and we're going to connect a little bit. And you're going to follow up too. And I'm going to follow up <laughs> yeah. because I got a bunch of folders on that desk and I'm going to hit them uh-huh. once or twice a day. Yep. And I'm hoping that we can, you know, do business together. <laughs> and if it doesn't make sense, Tom, we part as friends. <laughs> yeah. And that was my line. Uh-huh. You know, that was a line we all said. We said, and then, yeah. but you're trained to not accept no, yeah. like that's well, the thing. I wouldn't the really use the word guys. trained. Right. I'd, be, I'd be very loose with the training that we all received. Okay. Um, the training was a guy going, how about you make some fucking money? Right. And shutting his door. Yeah. And then literally a bunch of unemployable guys, some of whom had DWs whose mothers were dropping them off at the office, then got on phones and called people and said we were financial advisors. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I specialize in residential finance. Yeah. Yeah. I specialize in residential finance. And um, it was a beautiful time. It's yeah. an American time. Do you remember? Like, do you remember? Because I did sales stuff. I sold yeah. knives. I sold, knives. you know, the Cutco knives. Of course. Door to door. I was, uh, well, I was, I, was, I was top 50 in the country. Wow. Um, but I remember, like, you remember certain instances, <laughs> instances like, like, I'm 19 and I'm in this hot, married woman's home right and she's gorgeous yeah and just being 19 and around her like just you know huge and and she was like my husband wouldn't like that you're here shit like that and just getting like nervous and yeah. i remember putting the knife back in the sheath and stabbing myself like into my hand and wow. then like and her being like did you just hurt yourself and i'm like <clears throat> and just oh. you know you just like remember those oh. and then also remembering people who are like i'm not really interested in right. this and then you leave with like a thousand dollar sale, you know, like yeah. just from, from working it. But you have, do you have memories of someone being like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not interested in a mortgage. And then you sold them one. Like I remember I was in one of my first meetings in long Island, uh, uh, was, I was sitting there and there was a couple, I had done all this. I had I'd come out of like debate team. I was like a talker. I love talking, sure. blah, blah, blah. And I'd done all this reading, right? Because these were adjustable rate mortgages and you got two or three years of a fixed rate, a little stability. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, let's ride the rails together. <laughs> like, you're, you're smart, financially savvy guy. Yeah. Why not take a little chance? Because we all are. And the thing is, no one thought this was all going to go bad. That's the thing. No one really, like all the, you know, revisionist history is yep. like, these guys were con artists and everything. And it's like, okay, we weren't the most reputable people, but I took an adjustable rate mortgage when I bought a house. Like nobody knew these things. Nobody knew you weren't going to be able to get out of an adjustable. We thought you'd be able to get out of it. But I remember like uh, I was sitting there in Long Island with this couple. I mean, she's in house slippers. I mean, Karen from Goodfellas. Yeah. She's sitting there. They had racked up $80,000 worth of credit card, revolving credit card debt. You know, he's sitting there not saying anything. She's sitting there. We're at the kitchen table. 
And uh, I'm like, uh, your adjustable rate uh, adjusts. Uh, it's very stable. I said, it's the LIBOR rate, which is the London Interbanking. And the guy just looked at me and went, hey, are you going to pay the fucking car? And I'm like, yeah, the car's included. He goes, all right, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, that's what sales is. That's what, yeah. Like sales is just me kind of shutting up. Yep. And allowing this thing that kind of needs to happen anyway, yes, happen, and I'm just here for it, right? And and it just fits like a glove. And then sometimes you'd you'd have to like massage it a little bit because sometimes people were very concerned about how much it costs mm-hmm. or why a sweaty, disheveled cocaine addict uh, in an uninsured Chevy Suburban was screaming at them. <laughs> through the window of their home, telling them he had made an appointment with them that they didn't remember. I said, Tuesday at 11, it says it on my folder. And they're like, should we let him in the house? And then I would go in and I'd be all, you know, kind of cracked out. And I'd just sit there and we'd go over the numbers. Yeah. And um, sometimes it would work. And a lot of times I took that long road back uh, to the office, a loser. Yeah. No, I yeah. I also remember with sales is like, sometimes you go, you, you get like, worked up about, you know, you want this to be a win, right? I mean, a sale is like either a failure or a victory, right? Right. And sometimes you're like, I don't know, you start. And like, I remember a lady one time, there's like a booklet for the knives. Right, right. She was like, yeah, I'll take it. I was like, take what? She was like, everything, everything in the, in the booklet, like every knife, every product that is in this folder, I'll take it. And then I got nervous that I hadn't done anything. And she was making this purchase. Right. And I was like, oh, and then you you learn to shut the fuck up. Because you can ruin it. You can, it's the same thing, by the yeah. way, in Hollywood. People yes. don't know that if you pitch and someone's like, we like it, get up and run out of the Walk room. Walk out. Get don't out of there. Because if you start moment, going like, yeah, you know, yeah. season two, what I was thinking There's about. There's a moment like, in every sale when the both people have put their cards on the table and nobody and the person who talks first, there's a silence. And then the person who talks first loses. Yeah. So if I say, hey, Mrs. Miller, here's what we can do. We can wrap all your credit card debt up, roll it into the mortgage, increases your tax deduction. We'll close this baby in two weeks. I'll have an appraiser out here tomorrow. Does that work for you? Silence. And then there's silence on her. And if I go in and then I go. And another thing that we can do, she'll be like, whoa, uh, she needs to come back in and go, yes, it does. Or then she needs to ask a question, but the ball's right. in and her. And if she goes, yes, it does. You're like, great. And you just start like great yeah. sign. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that, and that was what we need now. I mean, everyone wants to talk about what we need. We need right now a product that can be sold to uneducated people by uneducated people mm-hmm. because that's the American economy, right? That's what it really is. Yep. People don't want to know what that's what commerce is. Commerce is a guy that goes, I don't really know what this is, but you need it. And someone else who goes, makes sense. Makes sense. And that's what happens. And here's if, some money for we're it. We're in a bust right now. It's a boom and bust cycle. And I don't know if it's going to be fucking green energy. I don't know what it'll be, but it's going to be something that will be unregulated in the beginning. Could be a, a weed type thing. I don't know what it'll be. But what it needs to be is something that people can sit in office buildings and sell to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel optimistic about the next, you know, six months coming up? Like this has been, yeah. The fuck, I mean, we all are have are talking, you know, ad nauseum about obviously right. pandemic and all this stuff. Right. But it's like now, I don't know. There's a really weird feeling in L.A. You were just yeah. in New York, which I would love to know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, more about. But do you feel like, like over the horizon, you know, that things are on an upswing ultimately here, or? <sighs> It's just still unpredictable to you. It's unpredictable. I think the election is big. I don't think the election solves a lot, all the problems, but I think if Trump wins again, we see probably um, more of what we've been seeing. So, Like with the protests? Yeah, the, with the rioting and yeah. the looting and the protesting and things like that, uh, that are that protesting that is becoming yeah, yeah, yeah. civil unrest and things like and that. And like in Portland. And- yeah. Biden doesn't fix anything either, by the way, but here's what he might do. He just It's just the foot off the gas a little bit. Exactly. It's a reset. It's a reset of like- Because he's going to die a few months in and then Kamala Harris- Is going to be president. Is going to yes. yas queen her way into the Oval Office yeah. and good. <laughs> And good, and let that happen. Yeah. Because here's the reality. Kamala's going to come in. She's going to put everyone in jail. They'll put the military on the street. Yeah. They'll start, I mean, they'll start putting chips in people's heads. But she's going to need to do it. She's going to do it, and she's going to be like, it, she's going to, like, like it's not, you're not going to be able to really tell a black woman to not put a chip in your head. Right. So Trump, it's going to be a problem. 
But if a black woman goes, you're getting chipped, you're going to go, yes, bitch, you know. (laughs) And that's kind of what the country needs. Uh We just, at this point, we need a dictator. Yeah. You just got to choose your dictator. Which one do you want? I mean, I want the one that's the least annoying. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who that's going to be, but I think that for the moment, if if the the foot's off the get, because Trump's just going to keep pouring heat. Yeah. First of all, people I don't think recognize how much of... um, this is kind of all a game to him. It's a That's game. To him, too. Yes. I mean, I think I think when I watch him, I go, you know, he goes through these cycles that feels like if you actually go into it, like with if you take your emotion out of it, and you go, I'm yeah. just going to study behavior right. and patterns. Right, and right. You go, this guy is riding this like it's a game, like he's playing a game. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Here's the level of con artist Trump is. This is a good way to say it. It would be like you are now the CEO of Cutco. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you somehow found a way yeah. to rise through that company yeah. without any more knowledge than you had as a 19-year-old yeah. selling knives to yeah. a hot mom. Right. You're somehow running the thing. Yep. So that's what Trump is. Everyone doesn't get it. Everybody's like, he's Satan or he's uh, Jesus. He's a con artist yeah. that has had a lot of success. Yeah. Because we like to be conned. We like to buy. It feels good. It feels good. The and American he does, public he does likes a very to buy. base con in a way, too, which is yes. like, you know what people are really in love with, especially here? Well, actually, all over the world, but really here is like a rich guy. What's oh, cooler yeah. than a rich guy? Nothing. When you're a kid, too. Yeah. And I remember being like, who is this guy? Yeah. And they're like, he's some fucking really rich guy. Right. And you're like, oh, it's cool. He's got like. Yeah, suits and gold yeah. fucking he owns bathrooms. Yeah, it's yeah like, he owns women. He owns yeah. He owns uh, pageants. Sure. I didn't even know you could own a pageant. He yeah, owned pageants. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. That, I'm sure everything was on the yeah. up and up there. Everybody yeah. was behaved the right way in the 80s. Yeah, everybody was fine. <laughs> Nobody. No, there was no bra straps being pulled in the green room of the Miss Universe pageant. Never in Atlantic City. No. He, I'm sure he was like, "Oh, are you changing right yeah. now? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a gentleman. Out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he got them all into college after. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's just promises. sitting there writing recommendation letters, but it's so funny because like he's also one of the greatest things about him and George W. Bush did this too, and like a lot of people do this. Somehow we think he's like self-made. Like right. I, I talk to my friends and they're like, yeah. "We need a guy like that. We need like a businessman who's self-made." I'm like, "What world?" Yeah, no. Is the guy he got a hundred million dollars? And my friends go, "Yeah, it's not eleven billion." Like that's my friends from Long Island's argument. They're like, "Yeah, well, it's not what he's got now." I'm like. If you would put that money 
in relatively conservative investments yeah. when he got it, yeah. you'd have something near a lot. Like, you'd have a lot of money. You'd have a lot of money. Yeah. So this idea that yeah, he's he tells like, this because he also is he's a con artist is a salesperson. right? Yeah. Tells stories. Right. So one of his big stories was like, I got a million dollars from my dad. No, you no, he didn't. Right. And it's documented. You can. Right. But you can choose to right. read that or ignore it or whatever. Right, right. But the story is not the story he's telling. Right. The, the real story is yeah. that in today's money, right. it's something like four hundred million <laughs> that was given right. to him. And then he's right. like, "I hey, look, some shit worked yeah. out. Yeah, I bet it fucking did. Yeah, you got four hundred million dollars. Well, he's got that great sales thing too, where there's always there's always a sales story you tell about the guy that didn't choose to bot. Like when you're sitting there, you're yeah. like, "Hey, I, I don't even like bringing this story up. Yeah. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I will, yeah, I showed up the other day and yeah. I promised somebody a five percent interest rate." They wanted to take time and talk to their wife about it. They're dead now. <laughs> like they're they're dead. They killed themselves. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is. So Trump has these great stories where he's basically like, sure, go with the other guy. Yeah. If you like fire, you yeah, know, it's yeah. like you want yeah. chaos. Yeah, sure. Go with him. You yeah. know, you like getting killed in your sleep. <laughs> go with the other guy. Yeah. You know, he does that. He does. He does that. too. And he also does a very like in that in that vein of that. He does the. uh friend of mine said the other day it's like <laughs> nobody right. said that to you yeah Not every time he's like a friend of mine yeah. was telling me how great i'm doing like right. now no like, yeah. like, friend of mine said you know you're a perfect person yeah I'm like, oh did he say that to you That's well cool. yeah yeah i'm sure that was something someone said like he will say that it'll be like some, somebody called me and said you're just doing you work so hard yeah you do you so need great. to take a break jesus christ and the thing about joe biden that worries people is what makes me the most excited is that he is a corpse yeah i i love that like everyone's like but biden's dead i'm like good good how great does a dead president sound right now perfect how phenomenal does a literally dead and yeah. i mean legit like on oxygen on his way out, President Sound, it's like there, phenomenal. There's not a chance he yeah. would make it four years. He will not make it four years. Not no, a Kamala steps in soon. Yeah. And then they bring in a VP, um, whoever oh, yeah. that'll who be. Get, who would be the VP? Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, right. They bring in another uh, lass. Yeah. And then uh, and then they just then they just listen, we're all heading towards a tech. Uh, it's going to be, we're, no one's going to go outside. Right. Here's the reality. Outside is over. It's done. It's on fire. It's annoying. It all outside does is fuck up the Wi-Fi for what you really want to be doing, which is inside <laughs> on your computer. True. Jerking off or arguing with your aunt about <laughs> China or whatever. So outside's done. The natural world is really gone we're just going to be in a tech prison that's being created. And it here's the thing about the new prison. You can't say they're not taking a lot of care. Right. They are, it, they're yeah. artfully constructing a prison that you will live in. Mm -hmm. They hear all of your thoughts. They know everything you want. Everything from your porn choices to your Grubhub orders. It's everything. All, you're going to be. So the prison's going to feel nice. But make no mistake, it's going to be a prison. So I was talking to a high level, yeah. high level, former, I mean, extremely high-ranking CIA person. Wow. Okay. I love this shit. And you're talking, of course, to the Culinary Institute of America. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, look, when you make chicken cordon bleu, do you actually have to get it flattened? or how So I'm talking to this person who was in, uh, is retired now, but was very high-ranking. And I'm having first news conversations. And then, I just, and this is, I mean, this is nothing new, but it's just, if you know the person, then you're like, Jesus Christ. Because back to you saying they're recording what you search. Right. Dude, I, I asked I asked a question and right away the guy goes, uh, not on the phone. And I was like, I and I it took me a, you know when you don't process what wow. you hear right away? So I go, No, I'm I'm saying like, do you think that he goes not on the phone? Yeah. And because we're we're just on ourselves, like just talking. Right. And I was like, oh, and I I felt my fucking heart stop because I know who I'm right. talking to and and what that means. And I was like, there's something about somebody in that position telling you versus like you and me. Right. Being like, I'm like, not on the phone. You're like, oh, OK. OK. But yeah. like when he said it and we're just yeah. on our cell phones and I'm just making conversation. Yeah. It I don't know. It resonates differently. You yeah. Know? I mean, this is oh, somebody yeah. who has clearly knows that we that these calls are not uh, yeah. unmonitored, man. Like, no, I mean, listen, there's a lot of people in our country. They can say they don't like China. Yeah. They can say that they're not, they're not a fan. 
let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. They look at what China's done over there and they're going, we kind of like this. So wait, the people live in constant fear and terror, but they're also highly motivated and productive. Hmm, what a fun mix. <laughs> and basically what China's done is they've clamped down on any type of dissent online. They've basically figured out a way to create this online utopian world where you cannot express your dissatisfaction with the government or with the prevailing systems of what's happening. That will be America. Eventually, they're going to figure out a way to get there, but it's always going to feel so much cooler than China because we're going to have the best entertainment Mm -hmm. or very good entertainment. Food is going to come right to your door. Amazon drones are going to drop off your groceries. But the flip side is you're not going, you will be just crushing under the weight of the empire. But that's okay. Yeah, I mean. That's okay. Like people get mad at me. They're like, no. I'm like, what are you going to do? Right. What's the other plan? Right. And this is the plan. This is the plan. You're going to be crushed under the weight of a technocracy. Get on board or you're in trouble. I'm like, I'm okay with it. I kind of want it. Like, I'm kind of ready for it in a way that I'm, like, I'm stunned how ready for it I am. Yeah. I'm kind of ready to go and turn my door to leave and have it go, air quality levels not sufficient. I'm like, all right. (laughs) I've been here three months. I guess they'll let me out one day. But who, oh, is there food here? Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I'm in the quadrant with food. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, oh, good. Oh, we have a new movie. There's a DXL. We got a new movie. We got a DXL. <laughs> I have a new off. shirt. I have a new polo it I can wear. Drops it in the house. Yeah, it's coming. And people that want to fight, you can smash as many Starbucks windows in Seattle as you like. Yeah. It ain't going to change anything. And the world those people want isn't going to be great either. But yeah, well, I, and, and by the way, I could be wrong about all this, but I don't think I am. I think that's kind of going to be, and it'll, I don't think they'll even have to lock the door. I think it'll be voluntary. I think people just can be like, yeah, I don't want to leave and get the ember in my throat today. Yeah. So I'll just stay inside. I do think you're totally right that the the Biden choice is just it's the kind of choice of of going like, do you, do you just want to take a breather for a second? Right. Like this. Do, right. Are, you, are you done with the Coke binge? Do you want yeah. to just you know what I mean? Like it's you've, it's you've been up for five it's nights. The choice in Vegas. of like summer school or yeah. repeating the year. Right. Like, hey, you're not you don't want to repeat the year. Do summer school. The overall thing, you're not going to Harvard. Like, it ain't working (laughs) out, but you might as well just sit in a sweltering hot room for two months and watch a pregnant teacher, Miss Ruisi, shout out to her, (laughs) uh, who changed her baby uh, while we were in math. And a mixed race kid, though, very woke, love her. And she, um, (laughs) but... (laughs) See, that's what we're doing. Joe Biden is a corp. They're going to wheel him in like Hannibal Lecter. He's going to sit at that desk. And then the real Fox, these wasps and these people that own the country and have for trillions of years are just going to go back to doing whatever skullduggery they do. Yep. And everybody's going to go back to like whatever it is. And I can tell you that because through eight years of Obama, nobody was in the streets really doing much. There was a few protests about police shootings, which... Clean the police up. They're they're a little much. Here's the other thing yeah. that like that's fun about like so when the right is in power yeah. as uh, they are today, right. you get all this woke shit over the top, right? Right. But when the left has power, it's kind of more fun. It's to, like, a little to, you yeah. You poke can poke for more. our job. Yeah. It's much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this country's not designed for a wholesale reimagining. Right. Things might get better. I hope the police are, you know, reined in and they, 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 they can establish more of a, you know, successful, like, you know, strategy. Synergy with the community. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Um, I hope that people get health care. I hope, pe- you know, I would like all those things to happen. But when you start understanding we're just an empire, we've passed our peak. Mm-hmm. The good day, it's not going to be like the 1950s again, where it was like, we're going to the moon, we, you know, and. It it uh, many of the the large scale, uh, you know, social movements have won. People have more rights now than they did. Yeah. Civil rights, gay rights, things like that. Those things will continue, hopefully. But I mean, what do people? What where do people think we are? Yeah. Where do you think we're living? What do you think? 
the whole, it's a scam. I mean, this country's a very successful scam. It's like a, it's like an Enron. It's like the last week of Enron, like a secretary was like, you know, the numbers don't add up. And some people, will you throw her out the window? <laughs> like, bitch, where do you think you've been working? <laughs> you know this is fraud. Right. You know it's not real. Right. The, the girl who told her mother, I'll fight you outside of Dr. Phil's show, is a star. <laughs> yeah. She's a bona fide star. She's a multimillionaire. And she's kind of good. Yeah. So that's how sick it is. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, how about yeah. that? Yeah. And then you hear her rap, and you're like bopping to it. And yeah, you're, like, you're like, this is not bad. This is the catch me outside, man. That's America. America is the moment where you're outraged that she's a star, and then the next moment where you go, this is kind of good. Mm-hmm. America lives in that split second. <laughs> That's where America That's lives. That's so true. Like, fuck that bit. This yeah. country is shot. Oh, this isn't bad. Not bad. And that's going to be the future. Holy shit, man. Yeah. I don't know if, the, if I, I, I think. Sorry, I'm just, I'm here with positivity and life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like you just painted a very real picture. But I think that's what it is. Because that, that was for it. To me, that sums up America more than anything. I am outright. This is fine. Yeah. Like that's America. That is true. Like I can't believe oh, this is nice. Yes. You and know, we're very yeah. easily distracted. Why is everyone so fat, McGriddle? Like it's just <laughs> the it's 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 you can't control it. So in that split second of like that's our country, like I'm deeply outraged about all the injustices that are going on. And also look, someone has left a couch on the side of the road for free. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's kind of uh man, it's it's <laughs> I mean, uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, the way you summarize, it's like, it's, it's it doesn't feel like the whole thing is just like a shitty reality show. Like yeah. We're all on Bravo right now or something. You just make the best of it. You go, look at, look at throughout history, the, the things that people have had to contend with in their lives, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're actually pretty lucky to be able to, most people didn't have the means to analyze the d dissolution of whatever state they were living, you know? Yeah. We get to kind of sit back and go, oh yeah, this is over, and here's why, mm -hmm. and here's what we might expect, here's the range of possibilities, and uh, I think that's so much of, more of a healthy way to look at it than this crazy religious fervor. You can't hold on. You can't hold thing. on no. to no. things. You're right. You yeah. got the best way is the acceptance of it. Of of you know, there's no other way. There's hey, no other way. The song's catchy. Yeah, it's a catchy song. Hey, maybe that person did need to get their ass kicked at the Doctor Phil show. Yeah, maybe the mother was the problem. Why was the mother harp? This girl clearly had talent. Yeah, and this basic bitch mother is telling her not to go out and do drugs and fuck people, which are the literal ingredients for her career. Yeah, yeah. So now I look at it where I'm like, the mother's the problem. The daughter's the hero. Mm -hmm. I mean. America. America. Yeah. I so, mean, that, that's the whole. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So um, <laughs> here in L.A. right now. Yeah. Uh, so this episode is coming out um, when most people see it will be in October. In October. During the invasion. Uh, the red actually, this during might. During the red invasion. Actually, you know what? This might be uh, the episode that comes out. The week, the week before the, the election. election. Wow. Yeah. yeah, because it's all like we have all. This these is a good week before the election episode. Yeah, this so far this is this is solid. It's just good because you know what it is. It's it, it's apolitical. Uh huh. I'm not coming in on one side or no, the other. No, but I'm just riding the wave. You're riding the wave, but do you agree? I mean, I sense yes. most people in L.A. right now. Yeah, it feels weird in L.A. It, it, there's it a weird, feels weird in LA, right? But I don't know. This this shows me that, like in in right now, if you have not been to New York in a long time, yeah. all you hear from people are like fantasies, wild tales. I mean, if somebody asked me, like, "Well, give me your best guess," I'd be like, "Well, it sounds like there's there's uh, people jumping people in the streets, and it's complete chaos, yeah. and people have all left the city." I'm like, I don't know what to picture because. News, you can't really trust, like, you know, the news is so sensationalized. Right. But, like, you actually were there recently. First I was of all, there. When you went, did yeah. you have to do the 14-day quarantine or fill out a health form? I don't, can we stop? What did you do? I walk off a plane. They hand me a sheet of paper. They say, 
please write your name, your contact info, and your address, and put it in like what looks like a suggestion box, mm-hmm. and and then they should just put it in there. And I I took the paper and I wrote, uh, my name is Governor Andrew Cuomo, and uh, and and then I, I forgot what address I gave. I think I gave my friend's address because I wanted him to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And like if there was a like I wanted the cops to go to his house. Yeah. Like, Are you threatening to kill the governor? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I just put it in the suggestion box. It's it's like everything else fake and you get a text i gave them my real phone number because i was kind of curious and then they go like uh they don't even look at your name it's all automated they weren't like hello governor cuomo i mean i wrote my name governor cuomo on the sheet we tried to do yeah they're uh, just like recently you have traveled to new york from a state that has a high rate of COVID 19 we are pleasing to reminding you to quarantine i was like oh this isn't even that's it dude i thought someone's gonna have to call me and be like uh hello is this this is Andrew Cuomo, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, um, actually, it's not. You have the wrong number. I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> um, but so it's not real. And then I stayed out east. I went out to the Hamptons. I stayed out there because I didn't want to stay in the city. And How I was lo- that? The videos were very funny. I mean, that was a real fun one. That was did. very, very funny. But um, ha- did you had you frequented the Hamptons before? Not frequented. I've been out there once or twice, but it always that also seems like a fantasy, play, like not real. A, beautiful amazing place well you know what it is i spoke to a few people out there and they're so detached and they're so rich mm-hmm. and they're like aren't the problems mainly on twitter and i'm like well cities are burning they're like yeah but isn't that twitter like they don't understand that it's real life yeah yeah i'm like no there's real issues they're like yeah i don't know i don't know like, that seems a lot of the media and i'm <laughs> like well yeah but there's some issues they're like cycles cyclical yeah you know just anyway you know um, they're out of it. Like you, everyone forgets like how crazy they are too. Sure. Like you look at the Antifa people, you're like, okay, you're nuts. And then you look at like, you know, the people on the far right, you're like, well, you're clearly nuts. Crazy. You're walking around a park with, yeah. with torches. Yeah. But then you forget like guys in polos and the Hamptons are or maybe crazier than both of them uh-huh. because those guys ignore that that even happens. Right. And then you're like, are they the sane ones? Like, right. should I just not, should I be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't get, you know, but see, I think they live in there because. Everyone lives in their own reality, but yeah. those people, when you detach like that, yeah. maybe you are the most happy. They are, let Con- me tell you right now, really happy. Yeah. They are really, really happy. They have beautiful families, and uh, they spend a few hours a week with them, and <laughs> they check in on them. They yeah, check yeah. in. You guys all right? They check in on yeah. them, and then they go out and do whatever they want. Uh, but they're all, I mean, when your life is just about money, how simple yeah. Right. Yeah. When the only thing that you think about all day and the only thing you have to do is earn money, it actually seems much more of a simplistic thing than like what we do or what anybody creative does. Uh, because like it, it's just it, it's a binary existence. You're winning or losing. Right. You're up or down. It's kind of like a gambler. It's like it's it's a real fine line between when things are good and when things are bad and you know when things are bad and you know when things are good like so my favorite quote right Mm -hmm. the guy says to me and this is the perfect quote he sits there he's uh you know he's i mean we're in this beautiful property it's like two acres and amagant said it's it's great and he goes he's my friend's brother and i'm sitting there and he goes like this he goes you know he goes do you want to go back to the old world and i'm like i don't a little bit and he goes he goes i'm so happy right now the time that I get to spend with my family, he goes, it's absolutely amazing. And he goes, listen, if I have to make less money to just spend more time with my family, I'll do it. And then he takes a drink and then he goes like this and he goes, and I looked at the numbers, we're actually making more money. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, what a sweet yeah, yeah. guy. And then, yeah, then he goes, like, actually, the numbers, we're doing better, actually. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah this yeah. is uh, theater. Yeah. But I then I went into New York City for a few days and I got an Airbnb uh, like 50 stories up in, yeah. a, in a Hell's Kitchen building. Uh, which is right in the the, the den of horror, which uh-huh. is Times Square, right. Port Authority bus terminal, and me and my um, guy that opens for me, Dan, were doing shows at the Stress Factory in New Jersey. Good shows, a lot of fun. 150 seats in a tent feels like a festival. Feels like you're rocking out at fucking wherever. Is it know? like in their parking lot? Or? It's in their parking lot. It's okay. in it's in the entrance to their. So I've done Stress Factory, but I it's yeah, been there's a like an entrance, you know, yeah. like that courtyard. And they they just put a tent out there, and it's killer, man. And you feel like you're in a real club. I had not been on stage in five months. It was amazing. How was first time? It felt great. Um, it felt great. Within a second, your your the adrenaline walking to the stage is big. Big. 
And then once you're up there and you get your first laugh, like I forgot what I did. I grabbed the mic and I think I, one show I said, I have 102, I have 103 temperature. I feel great. And then uh, I think the, the other show, I just grabbed the mic and I went, fuck nurses, you know? Yeah. And then as soon as you get the first laugh, you're back. Yeah. The first laugh, you're back. It's like, it's like, it was like literally, you know, the last show I did was at the OR, the comedy store, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two days before the Corona thing spiraled and it went nuts. And um, I literally felt like that could have been uh, yesterday. I'm doing a show the first time tomorrow. Amazing. A backyard show. Amazing. I just want it's my, it'll be my first it's gonna one. It'll be great. It'll be fun. As soon as you get that laugh and you're in, you're like, oh, I'm back in. And it's amazing. Um, but then staying in, they're closing all the parking garages in New York now at midnight because homeless people, I guess, are just walking down into them. And they're like, hey, this is a fun cave. Yeah. yeah. What could happen here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I imagine like homeless people like there's a there's a a cave full of luxury cars two blocks away. Yeah. We don't have to be in the rain tonight. Right. And so they are closing those at midnight. So that me and my my uh, opener, we get back and we're driving around the city trying to find a spot. Everything's just weird, man. We went into a bodega at like one. We're like standing there. There's a homeless woman in there begging for tea. The dude's like, it's your third tea. And then you're looking at two guys that are kind of walking around the bodega and you're like, something feels off. Like, are they about to whip a gun out? Am I just paranoid because of the news? Nobody's out at night. New York City used to be, and I lived there for years. Bumping, dude. Bumping. 3 a.m., I'm in, I'd be in a diner yelling at people yeah. about how fucked this business was. You know, yeah. I have been denied the amount <laughs> of bitter, <laughs> resentful bile that came out of my mouth as marinara sauce was flying out of it, mozzarella stick bites, and being like, the denial, this bitch gets yeah. a special. Um, <laughs> just nasty, real horror. I wasted so much in New York. Like, I loved it, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. But like uh, just the amount of time I spent walking around being angry yeah. and not in awe of what an amazing city it was. Like my opener, he he paints this picture of like, it's so amazing. He's like, it's just so easy to meet girls and you're dating yeah, and it's yeah. just, you're there, you guys can go get margaritas. And I'm like, but what about the, all the hatred? Like, didn't you just walk around every day consumed with a, a darkness in you you didn't know how to get rid of? He's like, well, not really, no. He's like, I was dating, and I'm yeah. like, but what about the late nights on the roof of your building smoking a cigarette, cursing God? Because, and it, so I, but I, I love it there. I miss it a little, never live there again, uh, because me and New York have that relationship where we destroy each other. Um, I was a tour guide. I ruined people's lives. I ruined vacations that people had saved up their entire life to come to New York to just see it. And I would grab the microphone and I'd go, this city sucks and I am dying in this city. I have nothing and everyone I know has nothing. Everyone. I said, I know some of the most talented people and they're getting nowhere. And people were like, this is really, we just want to see the Lion King. We just want to see the Lion King. Were you doing bus tours? Yeah, double-decker bus tours. I would stand on the bus and I would just go out there and I would tell people, I would say, they'd be like, it seems like you have such a fun job. I say, ask Winter. You know how many, how many operations Winter's had on her foot? Six. She's had six foot operations. She's 68 years old. Okay? She doesn't want to show you Carnegie Hall anymore. <laughs> she wants the long sleep. Like... It was such. <laughs> it was bad. Tour tour guides are tragic characters. You yeah. become a tourist in your own home. You start falling in love with the buildings. You hate people. Yeah. You hate people. So that was my experience in New York. Is just a, an orb of negativity. Now the good thing about that was it was that ended up being very funny. Yeah. That ended up being very funny. But it was, and there were nice times too. Like I, you know, there how was, how long how long in the city? Did you live in Manhattan? Seven years. Well, I was the Hell's Kitchen, Brooklyn, Astoria. Yeah, okay. But when we went back, we're, we're driving around the city. We, we, we finally parked the car on the Upper West Side. We get in an Uber. The Uber is a full has The guy's in a full hazmat suit. It's like 12 monkeys. Full hazmat suit. Uh, we're in a car that Jesus. is completely cellophane. Me and him are in the back. 
We then drive <laughs> to the, uh, then the Uber lets us out like two blocks from our uh, Airbnb. I was like, oh, no good. We're trying to plead with the Uber. Drop us off in front. He's screaming in Mandarin. It looked like that's how Corona started. <laughs> like, if you didn't know how coronavirus started, you would think it was that. Like, two white fucks being like, drop us at our door. And the station guy's like, no, bad things are happening. You must have bought, you must. It's like the beginning of just a movie. And they drop us two blocks away. And I look at Dan. Dan's like 24. He's like, you know, he's 10 years younger than me. And I'm like, I feel responsible for these dudes sometimes on the road. Like, the last thing I want is to call, like, his parents and be like, hey, man. Uh, Dan was stabbed last night, uh, but he did great on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. He has a new bit about Kamala Harris that really worked, but he is in ICU right now at Bellevue, <laughs> and uh, I, I couldn't help him. It was so quick. It all happened so fast. <laughs> it happened so goddamn fast. Um, but so me and him walk, and dude, the walk from where the Uber let us off to the front of the Airbnb was two blocks. I've never felt like that. I've lived, I've been in New York since I'm a kid. I grew up on Long Island. I lived in New York for about seven years. I never felt like that in New York City. I mean, I was, they were sizing us up. People were looking at us Seriously. like lunch. Yeah, no, yeah. People were looking at us like, what's. And you, you know, this was in uh, Upper West Side or? No, this was, uh, this was 42nd and 5th. Oh. This was the, the belly of the beast. Belly of the beast. So this is the and area. So it's that rough uh, right now? At night. It is. That area is an area. And the cops will watch you get pummeled. Don't. Right. Don't get it twisted. The cops will watch you get stabbed to death. And you rewind uh, And they'll nine film months. that. They'll be like, yeah, we're sick wait, of everyone yeah. filming us. We'll film you. And they'll give it to Fox News and be like, run that on loop. Yeah. Get the people back on our side, which I get. Yeah, of course. Uh, I get it. Nine months ago, though, that same area to walk, nothing. Great. Yeah. Great. Everything would have been open. Yeah. A guy like me would have been like, that's 1.30 in the morning. I get a frozen yogurt, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's New York. Sure. I want to deprive myself. Yeah. Get a frozen yogurt and go walk by the water. Yeah. You know? And it's not possible now. Not possible now. It is a little sketch. It felt a little weird. Uh, food's still top notch. Food top is notch. good in that city. Yep. It's one of those things where it's like you eat a bagel in that city. You're like, man, they just know how to do this real well. Yeah. It's not worth living there and getting shanked and, and raped for. But I will tell you this. It's, the red sauce is just good. <laughs> it's just good. They know how to do a fucking, you yeah. know, they just know how to do it. Um, yeah, there's, what's that? Ba there's a bagel shop out here where they go, they, we, bring in the, we bring in the water from Brooklyn. Yeah, it's I'm like, great. What? Great. They're like, the water. Great. By the way, if you're bringing the water from Brooklyn, how about using it to put out the fucking fire? Yeah. And not making a bagel, yeah. you know? This fire shit um, is, today, Yeah. like, somebody goes, uh, hey, is there a lot of smoke outside your place? I go, well, there's fog. There's what used to be clouds. There's right. smoke and there's a collection of colors that has yeah. come that I don't even know how to don't identify know what it is. I go, it feels like we're in a soundstage and I'm yeah. just looking up and I'm like, I don't know where I, I mean, am. I look at, I'm in the desert. I got out of LA uh, during the riots. I just drove East and didn't look back. Um, I look like a guy during the riots who gets burned alive and then people really don't care. Right. Like people look at me and go, whatever that guy said, to those poor people wearing black hoods, yeah, whatever he said to them justifies the fact that he was impaled. Yeah, like that's the type. You are, of, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No one sees this face and goes, "Oh, I'm sure he was on the right side of the <laughs> cultural issue." Uh, it's especially with the polo. Yeah, yeah, you got the yeah. Polo no, too. I mean, it's just so I'm like, let me skedaddle, and I went to the desert, got a house in the desert, and it's beautiful. I love it. Do you, are you heading to the desert right after this? I'm going to Whitney Cummings' house because she's doing a comedy show in her backyard. And she Tonight. wants me to be on it. Yeah. It's a huge embarrassment for her and me and everyone involved. Um, but who, who goes to the show? I don't know. She's got like Instagram influencers and Kesha and they're all playing with their pussies. I don't know, Tom. Tom, I don't know what's going on, but it's just what it is, you know? And I mean, they're, they're just doing wet ass pussy in the, in the pool and they're trying to, I mean, they're trying to get followers. It's like, sure. I don't know what's happening over there, but it, none of it's graceful. Yeah. The point is that, uh, and I love them. Shout out to everyone there. But, uh, you know, respect them all. But, uh, yeah, so I'm doing that show. But I didn't think I'd love the desert. I didn't think I'd dig it, and I dig it. It's so hot. It's a, you can become a weird desert guy, too. You can become a weird, there's weird beach guy. Yeah, weird beach weird guy. And desert weird guy. And I don't want to be either one of those guys. Yeah. I'm a suburban basic bitch guy. Yeah. Like, that's what I and am. And you're happy with that. 
right? I'm happy with it. it. You you get to a point where you go, what do I want? I want a little McMansion suburban basic bitch guy. Mm-hmm. I want a nice restaurant that I go to once a week and complain about. I want a few friends that I sit in the backyard with. I want, you know, a relationship with someone who's in it because I have that house and is cheating on me. Uh, you know, all these things are possible. All Your these dreams things are so realistic. So yes. And I'm good with that. Like, I don't need, I don't want to live in a cool area. I don't want to, I'll never be able to afford a classic Fifth Avenue in Manhattan or a Beverly or anything like that. I just want a suburban, suburban basic bitch existence because that's what I had growing up. And that was fine. And then, I mean, I, I, I also then, you know, started doing drugs and going to other cool places like crack houses because I was like, oh, the suburbs are boring. Yeah. And then you spend enough time there and then the crack houses, and you're like, well, the suburbs kind of nice too. <laughs> um, it's, it's a yin-yang. So a lot of time I, in crack yeah. houses? Yeah, I mean, a good amount. Well, I started doing coke at 13. so That's really young. It was, but it also really worked. Now, it was so appropriate. I needed Wait. I needed it. Wait. I needed it. Some kids need a little line. Somebody, okay, I feel like at 13, it's almost like, I, I'm trying to think with a 13-year-old mind. I feel like you're either going to, were you, did you have to be talked into it or were you just? I was like, what's that? And someone said cocaine. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, cool. Oh, and then. And then I just blew it up my nose. And then it like, I, then we got, me and my friend got into it over the next few years. And we would hang out with people that do it. We'd drive into the city. We'd go to bad areas, bad places, whatever. So and fun. Yeah, so much fun. I mean, there's nothing more fun. If you're listening and you're a kid, just do this. There's nothing more fun than getting in a car with a guy named Hector mm-hmm. uh, and his girlfriend, Sonia. Shout out to them. Don't know if they're still alive, <laughs> but I love you. They're not alive. <laughs> I, but you know what? Actually, those people somehow yeah, live. Somehow live. They live. It's yeah. the guy that runs the 5K for charity that dies. Yeah. Um, it really is. And we would just drive and we would just do cocaine and smoke weed and blast music. And I was like, this is so cool to yeah. just be in a moving car. God, I love being in a moving car on drugs, mm-hmm. sitting in the backseat and people I didn't know, but I loved. But then how long till crack houses though? Well, those we would do co- We weren't smoking crack. Clearly we were yeah. not animals. But that's a fun joke. Yeah. What I just did there was a joke about the commentary mm-hmm. about the way cocaine and crack are viewed in society, <laughs> which has a real class, is you know really racial lens to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And what I when I use the word animals, what I was doing is shedding light on systems of inequality that continue to plague us today. Here's what. <laughs> thank you. Now, uh, we would go. There was one in my town that this lady Rosie owned, and she was just a lot of fun. They were just fun. Can we? We have to just acknowledge that it's kind of fun sometimes to walk into a room with a dirty carpet, with an overflowing ashtray of cigarettes, and sit on a on a couch and pull a ratty blanket over you and say, "I am not going to be judged today." Yeah, yeah. Something's nice about something that. feels good. And we would just go and we'd get to hang out and kind of just party and everything. And then we'd go home and our parents were like, "Where have you been?" And we're like, "The park." And our our parents were horrible boomer parents. They were yeah. like, "That's good." And you know, my dad's like working on his golf swing in the backyard. Like nobody has any clue. <laughs> my mother's planning a cruise. You know, she's like seven days in Acapulco and I want to go to Greece. You know, I remember being coked out of my face, laying in my bed and hearing my mother go, wouldn't it be good to go to Greece? And I'm like, oh, thank God I don't have parents. Oh, my God. Thank God I never had parents, you know, because I was able to go out and just get fucked up on drugs. The the boomers missed everything. They missed everything. The boomers, it was I've studied the boomer like people study like like errors in history. The boomer is just such a fascinating, selfish, I mean, run on self-will, run rampant to a degree of life. I mean, our parents were into themselves to a degree that was hilarious, and they still are. Like, no matter what you say to them, it will go back to them being a victim. They've had the greatest run of any generation to have ever stepped on earth. Yeah. Okay. Other than Vietnam, which no one of my parent group served in. Mm -hmm. So, and the people that I know, um, they always have an uncle. It's always like uncle Johnny gave it. It's like, well, you shut up. Yeah. Um, and, and they just skated. They got every, every, everything, a lot of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're victims. Like now, when the whole corona thing happened, I was explaining to my aunt, I'm like, listen, you know, we're going to have to reopen the world. And she's like, well, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. She goes, because I work my whole life and I finally want to travel. So I, I don't want to get sick. So I was like, okay, 
again, this, she says she's worked her whole life. Like that isn't something that everyone throughout history has done always. Yeah, yeah, right. Like she says it like only she's done it. Right. I've worked I'm my, the person. my whole life. And I'm like, oh, you worked all of the days? Like all of the other people? Yeah, we've all worked. Yeah, but it's great. And my dad just has, my dad has a putting green in his backyard. He's put a putting green in his backyard so he can work on his putting whilst the world burns. That's a pretty good. Yeah. So this is where they're at. That's where that that's where that generation. That's is how at. you miss your kids on coke right now. Yeah, that's how you miss the kids on coke. But I get it because if you had a kid on coke, do you really want? Yeah. Do you, if you had a closeted homosexual, somewhat Republican cocaine addict living in your house, would you want to get in that kid's head? You'd just probably step back and go. Let's let this play out. They probably had private conversations where they go, he'll be dead in two years and we'll try again. <laughs> and unlucky for them, I'm here on national platforms telling everyone how much you both suck. <laughs> and I didn't have to be gay or a cocaine addict. I chose to do both those things. Yeah. They did not get me a dog because they said that my mother was allergic to dog, uh, which was a lie. That was a lie. That was a lie. Because she just knew she would have to take care of it? She, exactly. They couldn't tolerate neglecting more than one thing at a time. And, uh, well, that's okay. Well, anyway, guys, let me know how those grandchildren are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you see... Uh... Did you see that uh, Trump tweet where he goes, uh, <laughs> Kim Jong-un's doing great. Never underestimate him. I was like, this is one of the craziest things that I've ever seen. It's, I will admit, when he, if he leaves, I'm going to tell you right now, it, it is. I will miss a little bit of the fun. It is so... Here's the thing. We're going to be, as much as we're like, this guy's out of his fucking yeah. mind, there's going to be a real come down. Like a real... like like Oh, big time. Like you just left rehab. Big time. Like you're going to be like, shit's boring, man. It, it is so going to be boring. boring, but then I feel like it, we're going to have to readjust because we are like we're living at the scene of the movie where the car's hanging off the cliff and we're yeah. just like, it. when is it going to? And we've been in that moment for four years and that's not a healthy place to just. Yeah, be. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, so my prediction is if he does lose and it goes OK and he leaves, which I think he will, because I think he, he might like barely want to do it anymore. Um, I think he might go into some entertainment esque position. Oh, yeah. And I think, dude, I think within a few years, he'll be doing jokes about himself. Like, you guys let this kind, you guys let me be president. Yeah. Like, I think he'll just go back to this carnival barker that's like a funny. And I think people will like him again in the same way that they love George W. Bush. Remember when everyone hated Bush? Hated him. Hated him. No, I mean, like, if you're a young, if you're like 25 or younger, yeah. you, you can't really imagine. Um, how fucking much people hated this guy's hated guts. This guy. I mean, I guess you'd remember if you're that age, but there they were like, this dude is. First of all, they were like, he is he is dumber than anyone you could ever yeah, imagine. Like, he's the dumbest person that's ever lived. He's the dumbest person that's ever lived, right. and also like right alongside a serial killer, he. He yeah. he'll, he'll send your son to a war that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Doesn't give a shit that everyone dies. Yeah. They, they they painted him as, and then now he's a painter. Yeah, they love him. Um, got a nice ranch. And down that'll in Texas. that'll happen because what'll happen is um, during President uh, Logan Paul's first term. <laughs> Who I like. I like Logan. I want him to win, and I'm going to get involved in his campaign. I've said it publicly a million times. Yeah. I do like that kid. I think he would be great, good at it. But during his first term, he'll make an error, mm -hmm. and everyone will go, remember Trump? Trump. It's just the hindsight and the yeah. distance from yeah. somebody that you'll Because we'll forget go, a lot of the little... That's what happened with, with yeah. Bush is people forget details. Just big right. picture. They're like, I mean, he seemed pretty nice. Trump also, I don't think, other than the corona and obviously the economic crash... A lot of Bush's fuck ups outlived him, like out, not outlived him. He's still alive, but like outlived his administration. Uh -huh. Like the, we're still dealing with a lot of the things like the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, this refugee crisis that you know sprang from destabilizing the Middle East and all this stuff. I think when Trump's out, he's out. It's kind of like, and that's why every comedian making a living shitting on Trump. Oh man! Or and I, I predicted this. I said, you know, comedy is cyclical. Every, everything. What's going to happen is Trump will be out eventually, maybe four years from now, maybe two months. He'll be out eventually. COVID will be gone. The economy will stumble back into something recognizable. Um, nobody's going to want to hear either one of those names again. 
Yeah. Nobody's ever going to want to hear Trump or COVID in a comedy club or anything. Everyone's going to be like, done. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. You know, and if it's you true. think I'm lying, go try to do bits about the Iraq war. Nobody yeah. wants to really hear about that. So what'll, what'll then happen is rich kids will move back into New York uh, like they did in 2009. They will put on funny hats and flutes and they will start another alternative comedy scene. They will not discuss anything real. They will do bits about like Malcolm in the middle or like whatever to them is like an arcane reference, you yeah, know? Yeah. They'll talk about, uh, you know, video games and all that stuff. And, and uh, you know, and make then, each other laugh. And they'll make each other laugh. And then the industry will be like, they're cool and we're cool too. And, and then that'll be, you know, and then it'll just be a this cycle. Guy's new bit. It'll be a cycle. So and I, I think what's coming after this is just like, Maybe a golden era, uh, or not a golden era, but certainly an era of like absurdist comedy. Yeah, the type which I'm for. I'm like, bring it on. Sure, like the type of comedy where people are like, we're just ready to be silly and goofy again. Let's get uh, yeah. done with the rage, right? Done with the rage. Yeah, and that's why a lot of shit like those videos I do, it's like they're goofy. Yeah, they're goofy, and I'm ready for goofy. Yeah, your yeah. videos are great. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you're great. Um, I, I do, I do wonder, like, what is a what's because it's going to be so he's so fueled by attention Trump yeah. that um that if he loses this election you got to imagine like what's it, this guy is going to be like I need it from like his post presidency to me could it, it, it'll be like none we've ever seen before it's not yeah. like he's going to do like the regular shit no, that a guy does no I mean I it'll either be a media network mm -hmm. where he'll be he'll have the he'll be on every night he'll, he'll be, be like Castro was night, in Cuba, just he'll like be, three and a half hours he'll speeches. build a or here's the other option he just dies yeah because he is old and his oxygen might be the the running the president like yeah he did it yeah there's nothing else to do right you want to talk about accomplishing everything you've been married three times yeah You've you've run all of these businesses. You've done all this stuff. You had a you hit TV show. You were the president of the United you States. You were the president of the United States. You've had a remarkable life. You're the president we deserve. You're the American story, not Abraham Lincoln. You're the real story. Yeah. Um. That's the American story, and I mean, like you know, when he dies, play Bad Baby at the funeral, and like you know, it'll just be like. You know, the ultimate acceptance of who we truly are as people. There's a great line in Oliver Stone's Nixon, which was a movie that a lot of critics didn't like because yeah. they're pussies. But yeah. uh, it's a good movie. You know, these people that write it, but what? Um, he goes, uh, he looks at a picture of JFK on the wall and he goes, when they look at you, they see what they want to be. When they look at me, they see what they are. That is a great line. That's a great line. And uh, I think with Trump, when we look at Obama, we kind of saw what we wanted to be, kind of this middle-aged, in-shape black guy. Yeah. Is that just me? Yeah. Or oh, <laughs> I might be projecting. but and, and when we see Trump, we kind of see what we are, this bloated, hilarious con artist who's just trying. No impulse control. No and, impulse yeah. control, who's just stuffing himself with McDonald's and trying to lie his way into riches and fame. Yes. And that's who we are. What a, I mean, what a great way to wrap up an episode. Yeah. You know? Um, and everyone go vote. It won't matter, but do it anyway. It might. Um, yeah. Vote like, vote like you do keto. You go, hey, can't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know you don't really have to. Just don't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just try. Yeah. It's all gonna go to hell. This, this, everything's gonna fall apart. It's a real. We're in a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a tailspin right now. It ain't great. Yeah. Yeah. This. Is there some irony to you that that all that that it came together in 2020? Like numerically, it seemed like a perfect kind of, you know. I guess the number to me, like, oh, 2020 yeah, sounds like a something cool year. Interesting about it, but yeah, I mean, it's so bad that you don't even want it to have significance. Yeah, that's how bad it is. You don't even want it to be like part of a grand thing. You're like just. Let some have, but I, I, I don't think it's the end. We will limp through this. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and because, and this is the greatest thing about America, and this is the thing that people forget, 
and this is why we always make it out. It's because the citizens of this country, ourselves included, not putting any distance between us, the citizens of this country are, are megalomaniacal sociopaths. And when you are a megalomaniacal sociopath, you can just kind of move on. Yeah. Don't you move on? Yeah. You just kind of move on. You do. And it's so important to focus only on yourself, think nothing of anything else, forget history, and just move on. I love it. Guys, I don't think there's a more uplifting message I could leave you with. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to mark this for the week before the election. So it's a good one. Maybe the day before. Yeah. Maybe because <laughs> that's, a, that's a Tuesday and these come out on Monday. Could so be a maybe good this one. is our November 2nd episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, tomorrow, shit is going to fucking hit the fan. Yeah. Um, they're going to say we're going to count votes for nine months because everything's coming in the right. mail. We won't know any results. Right. There's going to be people stabbed and shot in the streets. But, you know, it's our country. USA. Polo. Um, the pot, you have podcasts, Tim Dillon show podcast, Tim J Dillon, D I L L O N on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, things like that. Dude, thank you so much for coming. Thank you today. for having me on. And I um, appreciate it. This is really fun. Thanks brother. And, um, America. Thanks so much. Hey. RIP Bert. Rip Bert. Rip Bert. Yep. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur partology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave. 